Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Bray Ketchum and Sarah Edney. First up is Bray Ketchum. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Bray Ketchum. Bray, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's another week of NWHL action coming up at the end of the week. We just had a busy weekend as well. But before we get to all of that, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? So I grew up in uh, Connecticut, not too far away from New York City. And I began playing hockey around uh, probably seven years old. Um, I got into it for my brother's. Uh, they were all playing at the time, or my oldest two brothers were playing at the time, and we would start. We started by playing street hockey in the driveway every day, and then uh, I finally got on the ice uh, around six or seven years old. I hear that quite a lot um, when I speak to the players about older siblings and that kind of getting them involved. Is it just a case that you want to just do what they're doing? Yeah, and I had so much fun. I mean, I was kind of a tomboy growing up, so I was always playing sports in the backyard with my brothers getting beat up by them uh, so I kind of just fell in love with it and um, loved that it was you know team sport were there any players you enjoyed watching or a team you rooted for growing up I've always been a Rangers fan so uh, now that the Devils have um, began a partnership with us I'm also a Devils fan now um, but in terms of the women's game um, I would say Julie Chu was a a role model for me, as well as um, Cammy Granado. So you're a Devils and a Rangers fan. A lot of hockey fans would love that. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that too many times, but um, <laughs> I got to stay true to both to both programs, especially the Devils, because they're helping us out with the Riveters. Absolutely, and that's a, an excellent partnership that we've seen this season. And of course, we'll uh, we'll touch on that a bit more later on when we talk about your time with the Riveters, but. Going back a little bit from that, you played your college hockey at Yale. What made you decide to choose to go there? Um, well, I took a few official visits when I was a junior, or sorry, freshman, senior year of high school. Um, and Yale just felt right. I loved the girls on the team at the time. Um, I really enjoyed the coaches, and it just felt like the, the right fit at the time. What do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice? Definitely the friendships I've made. Um, I'm still, you know, my Yale teammates are still my closest friends to this day. And um, I'm so thankful for those four years. And we had four amazing teams. And that would definitely be something I'll never, I'll never forget. After Yale, you spent some time in the CWHL before moving on to the NWHL. How did the opportunity to play in the NWHL come about? Um, so I was playing for the Blades the year before the NWHL started. And the summer that tryouts happened, I tried out in both Boston um, and also had interest in the Connecticut team as well as New York. Um, and Danny actually called me since she was the GM of New York. Uh, she called me later that summer and offered me a spot with the Riveters and I, I couldn't turn it down. Um, of course, you know, being from Connecticut, it would have been nice to play for the Connecticut team, but I think, I wanted something different, a little way, a little ways from home, and um, I really loved my time with the Riveters. Matt Smith asks, "What keeps you coming back every year?" Um, I'm still having a blast playing, and I think that's the most important thing. Is you know, 
if you enjoy the game, keep playing as long as you can. And we've had three incredible groups of women on uh, all three years. And Chad's done a great job of, you know, bringing back a lot of the players every year. And especially this year, we have a lot of second year players on our team. So um, I've loved every season. They've all been very different, um, but I'm fortunate to have had this experience. So. With this being season three, you've been in the league. How do you compare it now to, say, when it first started? Um, I would say there's still a lot of uh, new and exciting things happening with the league, especially, you know, with the Devils this year and Buffalo just getting that partnership. Um, I think every year there's new and exciting uh, partnerships and um, deals with Dunkin' Donuts and uh, Twitter and, you know, now Boost Oxygen. So, um, every year the league grows and grows and I think it's only going to get stronger. Dan Rice says, tell everyone why you wear number 17. Uh, I wear 17 for my teammate from Yale, Mandy Schwartz, who passed away my senior year from leukemia. Um, that was her number at Yale. And when I had a chance to change my number from 27, I decided I asked the Schwartzes if it would be okay if I wore her number. So uh, they were excited to to see me wear it and, I know her her older brother, Jaden, also wears it for the St. Louis Blues. So um, every day I think of Mandy when I put on my jersey, and um, it's really special knowing that, you know, I'm playing for her every day. But that's a great way to honour her. Thank you. Do you have any game day rituals? Um, I, I think I'm pretty superstitious. I usually do the same, the same thing every game. Um, I get there... You know, change into my warm-ups, tape my stick, and then uh, I usually am playing soccer every game uh, with a group of us. And then I have my own pre-game warm-up that I do every game, and then uh, I get ready a certain way, putting on everything on my right first. <laughs> What's the craziest game day ritual you've ever heard? I don't know. Um Probably Tatiana and Stretch. They do some weird dance after soccer together that's pretty strange. <laughs> um, but off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything at the moment. <laughs> so you've been with the Riveters now uh, for three years. What have been some of your favorite Riveters memories so far? Yeah, I would say in the first year, everything was exciting. Um, you know, from our trip to Japan, which was awesome, Um our first win against Boston was so exciting. And then, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship. Um, and then, you know, this year has been really exciting going undefeated. So um, hopefully we can keep it up going into the Isabel Cup playoffs. Talking about what's happening to the Riveters at the moment, we just touched on there, that uh, winning streak. And last weekend you had another win, this time against the Wild. What did you make of that game? That was an exciting game. Uh, the Whale have gotten you know, a lot better this season and they're really coming together as a team and they gave us a big fight um, into overtime and it was Sass's first game. She played great. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the teams are out to get us and we come into every game ready for that. And I think hopefully, you know, we keep getting better every game and we'll be at our peak performance by the end of the season. Yeah, this is it. With that winning streak at the moment and you being unbeaten, everyone wants to be that first team to knock you off, it seems. Yeah, exactly. So we're ready for it, but uh, hopefully we can keep it going. 
And of course, that winning streak goes on the line again this Saturday when the Riveters played a beauty themselves on a five-game winning streak and playing very well at the moment. What are your thoughts heading into this one? Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, you know, we kind of are taking every game as a playoff game at this point, um, getting ourselves mentally prepared for those hopefully two games um, in March. But the our games against the Buttes have been really tough. Uh, they're a great team. Uh, they have, you know, a lot of talent up front. Their goalie's playing great. So I think if we stick to our game plan, I think we'll be okay. But it's definitely going to be a big test. What do you make of the uh, playoff format that's just been announced? Um, it's kind of do or die. <laughs> so unfortunately, it's it been us. It, uh, I guess last year we ended up losing and it was kind of a bummer. Um, but hopefully, you know, we can come into it ready for just that one game and take one game at a time well if you ever wanted to play what is basically a game seven of a playoff series you have it right there exactly (laughs) matt smither asked do you see this rivs team as a one that will win it all that's putting you on the spot i hope so yeah i'm confident in this group that we have right now just before I let you go, just a couple more questions. Um, would you rather be featured on an NWHL trading card or be featured in a video game with the NWHL in it? <laughs> uh, a video game would be exciting. Do you know, I thought a lot more players would say the trading card, but it seems a lot of you are secret gamers. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty exciting. I don't know probably show off some moves that i don't have and finally not only is it the riveters buttes this coming weekend but obviously it's the big game in minnesota super bowl 52 who's gonna win patriots or eagles um it's tough i really don't like philadelphia and you know being a new york giants fan it's tough root for the pats but i think i'm gonna have to go pat Bright. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you so much for having me. Great stuff from Bray. Now time for Sarah Edney. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Sarah Edney. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on just before the big game tomorrow and we'll get to that when we start talking about Buttes hockey, but... Before we get going on that one, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? I grew up in Mississauga, so it's just outside of Toronto. Um, I started playing hockey around the age of six. I started skating a little bit earlier than that, though, um, just because my mom actually played hockey when she was growing up. So... Uh, I have a little bit different story than most people. My dad's actually from England, so he actually never really played hockey, but I started skating and playing hockey because of my mom. Yeah, hockey over here is in a bit of a boom period, which is which is great, and not only on the men's side, but the uh, women doing ever so well as well at international level. But from your, your story is very, very different. So were you encouraged to play hockey at a young age then? Um, but definitely, I guess, living in Canada, it's kind of the big winter sport. I mean, we played golf and soccer in the summer, but I think that I just kind of fell in love with hockey right away. Did you grow up a Leafs fan? (laughs) I don't know. I really didn't watch a lot of NHL when I was growing up, but I am a Leafs fan now. 
Good time to be a Leafs fan with uh, Austin Matthews around now. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely more exciting than it has been in the last little while. <laughs> Absolutely. And talking about yourself uh, again for a moment, you were captain of Team Canada at the 2011 IIHF Women's World Under-18 Championships in Sweden. What do you remember most about that tournament and how special was it to not only represent your country, but also be the captain? Uh, it was pretty surreal. For me, I think my elite hockey career kind of took off a little bit later than it is for girls now. I mean, I started with Team Canada end of grade 11 into grade 12. Um, and it kind of all just happened at once in Team Ontario and Team Canada. And going to Sweden, it was pretty cool. That I really like traveling, so it was pretty cool to be overseas and playing. And obviously wearing the jersey is something that you can't really describe. And then obviously being able to lead the team a little bit of extra pressure, but it's a huge honour. Absolutely. Did you get much chance to do a little bit of travelling, or was it just solely concentration on hockey while you was in Sweden? Uh, we, we, I think we had a one free day to kind of roam around, and my dad and my grandma were actually able to come, and I had some family from England come over too, so we did a little bit of sightseeing, which was nice. I just remember it was cold, and it was got dark really early. This is there. I mean, I went to Sweden for the NHL there in November. So it's a very short trip for anyone who lives in England. But yeah, um, it does get cold. I'll say that. So following on from that, you played your college hockey at Harvard. What was the deciding factor in regards to going there rather than anywhere else? I think for me, I was looking to... I, I had a focus on school, obviously. Um, I'm a, I've actually gone back to school now, but I knew that that's kind of, I wanted continued education even after university. Um, so I think I needed a balance between hockey and school. And school, I feel like it was a no-brainer, and hockey ended up being a no-brainer too. Um, we, The team was pretty good, and I think e- even when I was there, our team got better every single year. We ended up going to the national championship game in my senior year, which is pretty exciting. Um, but, yeah, I think just the balance of hockey and school, and it ended up working out well for me. Following on from that, you played a couple of seasons in the CWHL before moving on to where you are now in the NWHL. How did the opportunity to play in the NWHL come about, and was it hard leaving the CWHL? Yeah, I had a really good time um, in the CWHL. I played for Brampton, and now the team actually doesn't exist. They moved to Markham. Mm. So this year I'm actually going to school a couple of hours from home, which put me a couple of hours farther from Markham, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to play, and I didn't think I was ready to give it up because last year I actually had a season-ending injury. I cut a tendon in my finger, and I just didn't want to go out like that. So I had the opportunity to play for Buffalo, um, and it's worked out pretty good so far. How do you think you settled in so far on your new team? Oh, I think it's it's been good. It's hard because um, I feel like we have a few people that kind of live. I mean, we live out of the country, but um, there's a few people that live out of state. And so the beginning of the year, it was hard to kind of get everyone together. Not everyone was at practice all the time. Um, but we're finally, I feel like, starting to mesh, and we're on a little bit of a streak now, which is exciting. Um, so I think we're kind of starting to find our groove, which is good, and leading into the end of the season when really it comes down to those last few weekends, I think we're going in the right, right direction. 
And of course, you talk about the streak there and the beauty of riding high on that winning streak at the moment. And this weekend, you play the Riveters. What are your thoughts on that game coming up? I think it's exciting. And I think that our streak kind of just snuck up on us. Stuff is just going so well. It's fun when you're winning. We've had some exciting games and overtime and shootouts. And I think we kind of got lost. And then we got reminded that we were on a streak. And I think that kind of put us up on a little bit of a high note going into this weekend that we're excited and we don't want to break that streak. And it's been a little while since we've got to play New York. So I think everyone's pretty excited about this weekend and we're pretty fired up to take them on again. One street's got to end, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I think everyone's looking forward to it because the Riveters have just been riding high all season long. And I think this game has got a classic written all over it. between us the whole year but it's definitely they're the ones that have something to lose so I think we're coming into this on, on a streak but they haven't lost at all so I'm excited to battle it out this weekend Dan Rice on Twitter asks bigger honor selected for team NWHL or the all-star game wow well more I was I've been to Minnesota once, and it was really cool, so I was really excited to go to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think the – I mean, this All-Star game is fun because we get to play against each other. Um, But I think that the uh, NWHL All-Star team was a really big deal, and I was really, really proud of the talent, that kind of – the supporting players, I guess you could call it, in the NWHL. Like, I think sometimes the people that aren't on the national team, people don't really look up to them in the same way that they look up to the national team players. And I think we put on a pretty good display of how much talent there actually is apart from the national team players. Being a Canadian, was there an extra little bit of a a needle for you going against Team USA compared to maybe some of the other players there that are American, do you think? It definitely brought back some memories. Um, But yeah, it's always exciting to kind of play at that level. The hockey is just so exciting and it's so good. Um, But definitely playing against the U.S., some people want to win, but I I do think I might have wanted to win a little bit more (laughs) just because it was the U.S. So outside of the weather, what do you enjoy most about the weekend in Florida? Um, I think it it was cool to play against girls that you play it's it's fun to play with girls that you play against um i mean you have little little rivalries on the ice obviously um i mean in particular we had a little bit of a tussle with the new york team that one game and then ended up playing with a bunch of them on this team so i thought that was pretty fun and everyone was just so skilled so now it's hard gonna be hard uh not be having to be friends when we play against them was there any player that stood out for you and you thought, I'm glad they're my teammate rather than having to face them every week like I normally have to? <laughs> yeah. No, I think, well, yeah, there was a few defensemen that I was happy that they were not shooting at me in front of the net. So. Before we move away from the international stage, if Canada beat the USA for the gold medal in the women's hockey tournament in South Korea... Are you going to rib any of the American ladies in the locker room? <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I'll probably crack a few jokes, <laughs> but I think I think the biggest thing is that I mean, we've been lucky enough that the games have been televised, kind of leading up to the Olympics, which has been exciting. I mean, the games have been good, good games. So I think more than anything, I'm just excited to watch, and it just brings out a whole new level of competition being at the Olympics. Absolutely, and of course, we touched on the All Star Weekend. What are you most looking forward to there? Um, I think again. My Harvard teammates are going, so that's also fun to play with them again. Um, I'm excited to see this skills competition. It should be fun. I guess last year it was hilarious. Um, but then I just think everyone's so good that the game will be fun and exciting too. Would you rather be featured on an NWHL trading card or in a video game with the NWHL in it? Oh, goodness. I would have to say the video game. I don't know how many, I mean, I guess trading cards. I don't know how big trading cards are now, (laughs) but I know a lot of people that play video games. I feel like I'd get more out of being in a video. I'm not much of a gamer myself, but probably a video game. And one final thing before I let you go, have you got a message for the Buttes fans? For the Buttes, I think that the best is yet to come this year. I think we've definitely started to show and we're trying to make every game exciting, bringing it to a shootout apparently. Um, but hopefully it won't come to that in that first round of playoffs. But just we're getting better and we're going to keep getting better. So keep coming because I think that you'll be impressed with what we're accomplishing. For now, Sarah, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season. And obviously, if you can knock those riveters off and give them their first loss, I'm sure a lot of Buttes fans will be very, very happy. Thank you again for having me. Excellent stuff from Sarah. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank tonight's guest for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.